beings which were in the years and Jacob hid them under the oak which was by Shechem and they journeyed and the terror of God was upon the cities that were round about them and they did not pursue after the sons of Jacob so Jacob came to Luz which is in the land of Canaan that is Bethel he and all the people that were with him and he built there an altar and called the place El Bethel because there God appeared unto him when he fled from the face of his brother but Deborah Rebekah's nurse died and she was buried beneath Bethel under an oak and the name of it was called Alon Bakuth and God appeared unto Jacob again when he came out of Padan Aram and blessed him and God said unto him thy name is Jacob thy name shall not be called any more Jacob but Israel shall be thy name and he called his name Israel and God said unto him I am God almighty be fruitful and multiply a nation and a company of nations shall be of thee and king shall come out of thy loins and the land which I gave Abraham and Isaac to thee I will give it and to thy seed after thee will I give the land and God went up from him in the place where he talked with him and Jacob set up a pillar in the place where he talked with him even a pillar of stone and he poured a drink offering thereon and he poured oil thereon and Jacob called the name of the place where God spake with him Bethel Can we all stand up for a moment and then sit down? Sit down. Uh, before we go into the ministry of the word, a couple of things. Um, somebody took a picture of the assembly of this hall, not this Sunday, another Sunday when the meeting was started. And, the, and you could count around 14-15 people inside. I think it was not different today as well. And by 5 past 9, it was half full and then slowly we trickle in. I don't think it is a problem with the timing, 9 o'clock. Even if it is at 10 or 11 or 12, this could happen. And it has to do with our attitude and the seriousness with which we approach this. If there are, if there's a workplace where you have to punch on time, you would be there on the dot. And if the Church of God is serious, let us treat it with all seriousness. We all have our difficulties. Once in a while, there might be something that comes up, but let us make it a habit to come early, right? Okay, uh, another thing, uh, this is something completely different. <laughs> okay. um, lots of new guys come in and sometimes you get lost in a cloud and we are all, we live in different parts of the city and then we gather together on Sunday and you might be finding it difficult to connect with people. If such a thing is there, please uh, reach out to others Especially the uh, cell groups are meant so that you can connect with people and have more deeper fellowship. Uh, a couple of weeks back, uh, away from the city, somebody approached us saying uh, her daughter was coming here regularly but was not having enough fellowship. So I'd like to suggest to people like that to reach out to the 
older sisters um maybe karen shilpa angela i'm just mentioning some names or even older ones younger ones who have been here for a little while longer reach out to them and um also the men okay any of your any other um, people who have been here longer would know how to plug you into something and we more than want to connect with you and hear your stories and help you to come up and i know there are a lot of families here who would love to have you over for the weekend stay with them and maybe saturday night and come over with them on sunday morning as well then um there was uh, we also want to mention in a very special way the christmas outreach programs thank you for all those who took part in it and yesterday we really uh, had an evaluation of it and we are very so glad to hear the way in which the lord allowed the team to experience different things you know many a time we go to work for the lord but he also wants to work in us and uh, i'm sure we'll see the fruit in eternity and also this at time these are avenues where you can just go and talk to people and get involved the um, christmas program was announced and sajan and um, reena were there now we have something else coming up so that we can all plug in together and there's a picnic on january 26th i think later on there'll be an announcement but especially the newcomers please make it a point to come and plug in and there's a setup team that needs a lot of help you know when you come everything is prima and proper sometimes we forget a few things but there's a lot of effort and uh, please come and that is where you uh, plug into uh, the church and serve the church and also become part of it okay yeah there are other avenues to minister as well so we'll go back to Genesis 35. Uh, I think this is the first time I preached three times in a month, almost in a month's time. Last 18th I spoke, last Sunday I spoke, and today here I am. Um, so we spoke on um, Jacob. You could talk on Jacob for more than a year, but, you know. <laughs> uh, so I'd like to make a conclusion of the thing. but of course it's not a conclusion you need to go and study much more events in between and events following yeah so genesis 35 we read 15 verses the first verse is very clear then god said to jacob okay is the word of god that is coming to jacob it is his initiative the lord's initiative next and jacob said to his household and to all who were with him so verses 2 to 4 we see the obedience to that word of god and the consecration of the entire family in verses 5 through 7 and they journeyed and the terror of god was upon the cities that were around them that were all around them 
and they did not pursue the sons of Jacob. Uh, we'll come to the background, then you understand it. Most of us know it. So, 5 through 7 highlights the protection from God and his safe arrival. Verse 8, of course, refers to the death of um, his mother's nurse, which obviously means that his mother was dead before and he had contact with his father's father. And verses 9 through 12, we actually see a deep fellowship between Jacob and the Lord. And finally, verses 13 through 15, there's a memorial that Jacob erects to God. Um, for today, due to lack of time, we'll just stick to just verse 1 and see if we can go through a little bit of other things. I know I have spoken on this verse once before in this church. I don't know whether others remember, maybe a couple of years back. <clears throat> then God said to Jacob, Arise, arise. Go up to Bethel and dwell there. Very important. Go up to Bethel and dwell there. And make an altar there to God who appeared to you when you fled from the face of Esau, your brother. You know, we've been thinking of talking about revival and brother John started off a series which we hope he will complete talking about revivals in the church and the um, that we find in the scripture this is probably the first revival to be recorded in the bible so revival usually means that we are in a fallen state in somewhat fallen state or a very lukewarm state. So, God tells Jacob, Arise. Where is he? He's probably sitting down or lying down. Okay, quickly to look at the background. Last Sunday we talked about Peniel, Peniel. He coming to the face of God and he, the Lord wrestling with him and finally asking him, come on, what's your name? He says, I am the grabber. He says, from now on, you will be the prince of God, one who strives with God. And after that, he goes and builds an altar and he says, El Elohim Israel. After that, he settles down in a place Sukkot and then Shechem. Beautiful years. Kids are young. They're growing up. Joseph was probably six, seven. And then Diana also almost around the age probably. And they grew up. Okay. Settled family life. Some of us are very familiar with that, Right. So, when this story takes place, Jacob is probably in his early hundreds. And his eldest kids are probably 
early 20s or late teens. I guess it was the time without much turmoil in his life. We don't see anybody coming to attack. He's at peace with his brother. Laban peacefully gone. At peace with people around. He's got good working relationships. He's bought a parcel of land as we see later on. He's bought a parcel of land in Shechem. He's erected his altar. Probably does regular worship. Family devotions. Right? There is enough bread on the table, milk, curds, meat, everything. Probably he has good contact with his brother. He visits him once in a while, probably. It's not recorded. But we definitely know that he's gone to his father because mother's nurse is with him. Probably mother had passed away. So he's a settled, independent man. What a nice family. The ideal of the present day Christian. Okay. Our family is well settled and kids are growing well. Everything is fine and dandy. What was his spiritual walk? I'm assuming in his personal life he had a consistent walk with the Lord. He was worshipping the Lord. But he had forgotten his vows. You know, initially when he was setting out in Bethel, what did he say? If the Lord will just provide a little bit of food and a little bit of water and bring me safe back, this place will be the house of God. I will erect an altar. He hasn't done that. He hasn't gone back to Bethel. But the Lord has brought him back to the land of his father. A forgetful Christian. Forgetful about his beginnings. About the joy of salvation. But still consistent. He has an altar, El Elohim Israel, God, the God of Israel, the Prince of God. I am the Prince of God. And he is my God and I worship him. And there were foreign gods in his family. You know that um, his favorite wife had stolen father's idols and brought them over. And probably living in that land, okay, Shechemites are there, maybe others there as well. Probably they must have adopted some of theirs, we don't know. Anyway, there is foreign gods, idols in their midst. You know, when there are foreign gods in the family, there is trouble brewing. There is calm all around, but it is a calm before the storm. And we know in the um, the previous chapter what happens. Dinah, his only daughter, goes out for a walk. He's probably 13, 14, 
we put things together maybe 1415 not beyond that and then she is molested but the boy really wants the, the boy is really in love with her and wants to take her as his own wife talks to the brothers the brothers go and talk they deceive them and say how oh, we cannot accept you unless you get circumcised and this guy is so much in love with this girl gets a whole city to get circumcised and while they are in pain the deceivers the elder brothers they come and kill late teens and early 20s and all the support system that he had that jacob had in a moment everything comes to nothing and the previous chapter he says uh, he's angry with simon and simeon and levi and he says you have troubled me by making me obnoxious among the inhabitants of the land among the canaanites and the perizzites and since i am few in number they will gather themselves together against me and kill me i shall be destroyed my household and i he had run away for his life from his brother he was struggling with his brother uh, with his uncle laban everything was settled and not everything was going on fine and now once again trouble and he is going to be destroyed he cannot even remember god's promise how could he he had forgotten the vow god had said that he would make him into a nation and he would inherit the land so he didn't have to worry he could have walked in faith but his eyes were off so when there are idols in the family maybe it is not as personally that is bowing down to them but in the family if there are idols please do expect troubles now or later please do know that you are planning for the destruction of your family the story of the woman of the woman in the village with a python it's an old story i saw it being circulated in the in whatsapp maybe a couple of months back as well so a, an old lady had a python as a pet and she looked after that finally python was not eat, eating anything for a few days it was not eating anything it would just cuddle together with her and it wouldn't eat anything so finally um she takes it to the animal doctor and the animal doctor says ha ah, there's a problem here the python is making sure that it is lean enough so that it can swallow you are we taking care of pythons in our homes 
anyway let's come back also remember one of the um one of the idioms that i found long back somehow it struck with me um it says he who writes the bear will end up inside he who writes the bear will end up inside it might look cool it might look fine it might be enjoyable but be sure you'll end up inside one day you know god could have reminded him before this before this fall when he was in this confusion but you know god is a very wise god and he does things at the right time there are teachable moments there are teachable moments in the lives of children especially um parents who have kids at least um you know past the toddler age they would really know this uh, sometimes they just want to come in blah 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 go on talking I mean, sometimes they just want to sit down and listen and talk nicely and teenagers also there are times they just open up or sometimes they are so busy sometimes they are so rebellious and then there comes a defeat so there are teachable moments in the lives of christians and here if you look through um, god's dealings with jacob he waits for the teachable moments and actually he creates them so if he are teachable he wouldn't have to put us to cre- he wouldn't have to create a difficult teachable moment right just like the um, story that was again going around in whatsapp about somebody coming down in jaguar and a boy throws a stone because he needed help for his, to help out his brother and no one was stopping so he threw the stone only when the stone hit the jaguar did the guy come and scream because yeah you sometimes you you get a push you go through a difficult situation otherwise you don't um become teachable here the whole initiative is from god god creates the teachable moment and his word is very very unambiguous it is very clear it says arise Okay, if you're sleepy, we can just do that. Arise. You won't forget it. Just stand up. So you remembered to stand up. Yes. And then sit down again. Okay. Arise. If in our family lives, we are sleeping, it is time to arise. Arise. If in our personal lives we are sleeping it is time to arise. Bangalore is a city of dreams for some for me it is not. <laughs> It's a city of traffic, right? But um you know people grow up in their with their parents and then 
Come over here. Freedom, right? To enjoy the world and to experience the world. And it's the right time. Like teens, right? You know, there was a guy like that in olden days. His name was St. Augustine. A very praying mother, but a very rebellious son. So finally, the story goes that while walking in a garden, he heard the voice, take and read, take and read, and he finds the scripture and he opens to Romans 13. You don't need to go there, I'll just read it for you. Romans 13, 11 onwards, I think. And it said... And do this knowing the time that now it is high time to awake out of sleep to rise. Okay? And do this knowing the time that now it is high time to awake out of sleep. For now our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Let us then cast out the works of darkness. And let us put on the armor of light. Let us conduct ourselves becomingly as in the day, not in reveling and drunkenness, not in lewdness and lust, not in strife and envy, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Guys, if you are living a life of dissipation, you can hide it probably from all of us, but not from the Lord. Here is the word. It is high time for you to awake out of sleep. It is high time now for you to awake out of sleep. The night is fast spent, the day is at hand. Cast out the works of darkness. Put on the armor of light. Walk properly. As in day, not in revelry and drunkenness, not in lewdness and lust, not in strife and envy. If in our personal lives these things are happening, it's time to wake up. It's time to cast it off. Whether it be in the virtual world on a mobile or on the or on a TV or computer screen or in actual life doesn't matter. Whether we go into drinks or weed, I don't know if anyone is in that condition, the Lord sees you each and every time. The Lord sees you. And if he loves you, believe me, he will create such a time in your life that you will have to break down. You will be teachable. And others of us who are in spiritual slumber, let us wake up. In Ephesians, the word comes very clear. Ephesians chapter 5.
reading from verse 11. And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. For it is shameful even to speak of those things which are done by them in secret. But all things that are exposed are made manifest by the light, for whatever makes manifest is light. Then it says, Therefore he says, Awake you who sleep, arise from the dead, and Christ will give you light, and Christ will shine on you. That's why we are thinking about the songs and we talked about the song, Shine Jesus Shine, right? Before we sing the song, Shine Jesus Shine, the word is here, Awake you who are asleep, arise from the dead, and then Christ shall shine on you. And to, a, to another application, if the church is asleep, I think we are. It's time for us to awake and Christ will shine on us and Christ will shine on the land around us. Well, we rise up, but we also go up. There's no use of rising up and being in the same place. We need to go up to Bethel, house of God. We need to go to the house of God. If we have never experienced him, this is the time to start experiencing him. If he had experienced him and forgotten him, it's time to go back to the joy of salvation. Arise, go up to Bethel. And what is Bethel? A place of great memories for him. The first time in his life that he saw God in a place other than in the house of his father. He goes to a place all alone and they, the Lord reveals himself in a dream. Of course, the Lord is high and lifted up and angels ascending and descending. And then the word comes to him that he would be taken care not only that he would be taken care, that he would be a blessing, that he would be blessed and he would be a blessing. Have there been such watershed experiences in our lives at salvation, later on in lives where the Lord has spoken to us very clearly, very specifically? Go up to Bethel. And the next word is even more important. And, and, go up to Bethel and dwell there. It is not about visiting Bethel, making a sacrifice and moving on. It is about dwelling there. You know, we used to be in Kazakhstan. Kazakhstan have been nomads maybe till around 100 years back. And 
in even in uzbekistan while driving through the desert we could still see the nomads you know what they do they come and set up their tent for the summer in some place for the winter in some other place and different seasons they go to different places they know where to find the 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 cattle feed what what they need at different times okay so they take up the tent and they they walk maybe they might stay for a day or two here and there but when they come to the final place they pitch their tent and they dwell there right so it is not a walk through experience go back to bethel and dwell there it is not like running to a corner store or going to the mall it is a house to which you come back and sleep and rest get renewed and go dwell there in the experiences that god gives you and go on to higher experiences dwell in the word of god dwell in the lord dwell in prayer you know psalm 91 was a very favorite psalm of our family i think kids all learned it by heart when they were 3 4 5 6 whatever he who dwells in the shadow of the almighty it says he who dwells there stand you come once in a while and experience the shadow and then you go around and do what you want no we dwell there he who dwells in the shadow of the almighty will say my refuge my fortress the lord will be our refuge and our fortress there won't be a storm that takes our tent down if we dwell in the lord if there are no foreign gods in our midst that trouble wouldn't be there otherwise believe me it is going to come and troubles will come even if you are walking with the lord why the scripture clearly says indeed everyone who would live a godly life in christ jesus will be persecuted the enemy will try to attack but we are safe in the arms of jesus underneath are the everlasting arms we are dwelling in him is a great promise to the there are great promises to the one who dwells in the shadow of the almighty and fi and the favorite passage of mine i say in chapter 40 it's when you dwell in the lord what happens verse 29 onwards he gives power to the weak and to those who have no might he increases strength even the youth shall faint and be weary and young men shall utterly fall but those who wait on the lord but those who dwell in the lord but those who wait on the lord 
shall renew their strength they shall mount up with wings like eagles they shall run and not be weary they shall walk and not be faint those who dwell in the lord those who wait on the lord many a time from this pulpit people have spoken about the importance of spiritual discipline of daily quiet time and prayer of meditating on the word not as a routine but as a sweet habit of studying the scripture personally at least once a week of having fellowship with people of sharing your faith with others the word of god prayer fellowship and preaching the word form some good, good habits there dwell in the lord and our lives shall be blessing verses 2 and 3 And Jacob said to his household and to all who were with him, Put away the foreign gods that are among you. Purify yourselves and change your garments. Put away the foreign gods. Put away the foreign gods. Purify yourselves and change your garments. Jacob obeyed. and his family obeyed you know many a time people are looking for leadership and we men are wondering if they would accept it and when we are strengthened in the lord and with god's strength we move forward we'll see our families follow jacob obeyed and his family followed and just as he catches us in teaching moments let us pray for teaching moments in the lives of the family and not interject at each and every turn but wait on the lord and understand when to do it and how to do it and what should they do remove idols so what should we do if there are idols in our lives remove them i just um, wrote something from somebody who's lived more than a century back so it's a little out of place but we'll but we'll put it into whole perspective talks about what foreign gods or idols are bad books bad company bad habits okay bad books bad company bad habits dangerous amusements which the world does not condemn okay oh great book harry potter great book right bad books bad company bad habits dangerous amusements every other movie that comes out hmm which the world does not condemn nor even those who profess to live above the world condemn it 
bad books bad company bad habits dangerous amusements which the world does not condemn nor even those who profess to live above it but such as will not bear the trial of the scripture for a moment these books this company and this habits and these amusements will not stand the trial of the scripture even for a moment and such as you will see the evil of in a moment if they had not fallen in line with your taste or interest since they are with our in line with our taste and interest we don't recognize them as idols if it was in line with somebody else's taste we immediately we can immediately say that to ourselves again books hardly anyone reads books nowadays right so it has to go beyond books to what we hear and what we see bad company there's a lot of bad company in the virtual world as well now right you can hang out without physically being in a place without physically knowing a person you can hang out i know those who need to know it will understand what i'm talking about the habits which build us up there are bad habits which will tear us down there are some seemingly neutral ones which will take you down the wrong path we don't want to be legalistic and say don't do this and do this but in our heart of hearts if you open before the word of god if you are open before the lord we know it of course the scripture also talks about covetousness which is idolatry and things like that as well put away the foreign gods put it away from your lives and then ask your family to do it next purify ourselves of all impurities so that was the second point there right put away all foreign gods that are among you purify yourselves purify all that is dirty vulgar all those things when you come to church prick your heart if your heart and if your conscience is still not blunt put those things away flee youthful lust timothy in second timothy it says nevertheless the firm foundation of the lord stands bearing the seal that the lord knows those who are his and let him who names the name of the lord depart from iniquity depart from iniquity are there things like that in our lives put them off if not remember we are brewing up a storm and will be consumed by it 
change your garments put off the old man put on the new man let us do it together let us do it in our personal lives in our families in our cell groups and as a church <clears throat> and then let us go up to bethel on the way because of our past sins there will be people from around ready to pounce upon us but the terror of the lord will fall upon them the lord will protect us the lord will be our protection and as we move forward he will bless us and then we will come to bethel and we'll not just say bethel we'll say el bethel oh, i have come not to the house of god i have come to god the god of the, um, the god of the house of god i have come to god this place is for me fellowship with god the lord speaks to him and he says what what does he say verse 11 uh, verse 10 your name is jacob your name shall not be called jacob anymore but israel shall be your name remember i gave you a name long back live according to that and then he says i am the god almighty don't you worry about all these neighbors don't you worry about all the enemies that would come and pursue you i'm going to establish you in the land i'm going to multiply you and i'm going to give you this land be fruitful and multiply if you look at the history immediately after that jacob's family grows manifold when he reaches um, egypt there in 70s and after a couple of centuries oh hundreds of thousands right be fruitful and multiply a nation and a company of nations shall proceed from you and kings shall come from your body the land which i gave abraham and isaac i give to you and your descendants after you and after that the verses then god went up from him in the place where he talked with him and then god led him on he went to hebron he came to his father buried his father then settled down there and lots more stories beyond that but arise go up to bethel and dwell there what is the purpose make an altar make an altar there to god create a memorial worship him let our lives be lives of worship and let us tell ourselves our families our cell groups in whatever place we are there let us tell them put away the foreign gods it can be different for different people purify your souls and change your garments let us go up to bethel and worship the lord let's close in prayer Father we want to thank you for your word your ever renewing word I want to ask you that you help us 
to understand your call to wake from sleep to be done with drunkenness and revelry and demorality to be done with all forms of sinfulness to deal with those idols that have crept in even without our knowing properly into our lives into our family into our church help us to purify ourselves help us to put on Christ help us to be filled with your spirit help us to dwell in you in your word help us to dwell in prayer in fellowship and in the preaching of your word bringing souls to your feet lord show to us what our idols are tell us what to deal with in our own lives and help us to go forward come back to bethel and experience you in a new way and make an altar to you and worship you thank you in Christ's precious name thank you rabicho good morning cbf and welcome everyone in the name of our lord and savior jesus christ we have a couple of um, visitors today i'd like to announce their names and as i announce your names if you could just stand up or raise your hand we'd like to meet up with you later on we have uh, bavik who's sudarshan's friend he's right there we have um, anna's mom uh, jetty jetty kuruvilla and anna's aunt jenny johnson they're from the christian brethren assembly in kuwait they're right there we have lena philip who's nitin's mom at the back uh we have jobin's cousin tobin sorry okay he's gone out uh he, we have joseph george who is from palariwattam assembly is there and we have walsa starlet's mom so if you could like right if you could welcome them all